the record-setting Miami Dolphins offense was definitely one of the week three winners. We're talking about that and more on today's episode of Locked On Dynasty. You are Locked On Dynasty football, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Here are your hosts, Matt Williamson and Ryan McDowell. Welcome back to the Locked On Dynasty football podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks for making Locked On Dynasty your first listen every day. Today's episode is brought to you by LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on NFL. That's linkedin.com slash locked on NFL to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. I'm your host, Ryan McDowell. You can follow me on Twitter at RyanMC23. Joining me, as always, is former NFL scout Matt Williamson. Find Matt on Twitter at WilliamsonNFL. Matt, it's it's a Monday, and here we are. This is this is feels a little weird. The the chair's not quite as uh, comfy as normal, <laughs> but we're gonna be here. We're gonna be here all week long because we've got some big news in the Locked On Dynasty family. Our buddy Marcus is a daddy. They welcomed a uh, welcomed a new addition to the Mosher family. We're certainly excited for them, and uh, we're going to uh, we're gonna we're gonna hang out here all week while uh, while Marcus tends to the uh, new addition and, and Kate, you know, I guess Kate's just going to take it easy this week. So, uh, you know, good for her, but we'll be here all five days. And today specifically, we're taking a quick look back at week three. Of course, we have a couple games left uh, in the week three slate, but it's, it is not too early, certainly to look at some winners and losers. And Matt, I would say at least one of the winners is very, very obvious from this week. Uh, so I'll I'll just kick it to you. First winner from a dynasty standpoint, based on what you saw in week three. Well, congrats to Marcus, and you and I will do all five this week. So bring it on. If people have anything, we got a whole slate of stuff in, in, intact here, so it'll be fun. Um, oh yeah. I, I guess I have to take the low hanging fruit. Uh, I mean, you mentioned it briefly to start the show. When you score 70 points, it's rather noteworthy in the NFL. And the rookie catches, catches our attention, yeah, right? It's kind of hard to miss that. And I, I think the rookie running back out of AM, uh, Devin Achain, is now somebody we have to discuss thoroughly and maybe even a step further. I mean, some of these down the line receivers and tight ends and, you know, just the whole situation. I mean, uh, I want Mike White if I'm in a, a super flex league. I mean, just I want anything mm, I can part point. of this offense, to be honest with you. And, oh, by the way, their second best offensive player didn't even play in this game. Yeah, did did all that without Jalen Waddell. Uh, really, really an unbelievable performance. Really I did see a, a note from Schefter, from Adam Schefter earlier today, that uh, after the game, that the uh, the running back noted that he his name should be pronounced Devon Achan. Mm, okay, Devon Achan. So that's going to take some uh, some getting used to. Uh, not not Achan, but Achan. So we'll uh, he's earned it. We'll probably get that wrong. Yeah, hey, he uh, yeah he gets to tell us how to say that. <laughs> name. Uh, so Devon Achan though was obviously amazing. I mean this this was really his first action uh, first significant action of the year um you know sat out week one 
there was there was that lingering injury, but most considered him a healthy scratch in week one. And I mean, we talked about it on here, and it was it was a big story that in the preseason he was not able to uh, to overtake guys like Savan Ahmed. He was actually even playing behind Miles Gaskin, who ended up not making the the Dolphins' final roster. So Achan was essentially buried in that in that backfield, and we knew both with the talent, with what they what they spent to get this player, and honestly, unfortunately, with the injury history to Mostert and to Jeff Wilson, this was not going to last long. We, we were going to see the rookie uh, eventually. I don't think anybody expected this, though. Uh, over 200 rushing yards, two touchdowns, uh, 30 yards in the air, and two more scores. And you're right. It's not. It's a chain is the story from a dynasty standpoint because he's a rookie. Because he's, um, you know, it was his first uh, first real action. But this entire offense is one that we want to to chase, to invest in, uh, to have pieces of in uh, on on a week to week basis, and obviously on a from a dynasty standpoint, without question. And. I own no stock of Devon Chan. I'm going to kill that whole time. I mean, that doesn't flow. A Chan. A Chan. Okay. Because um, <laughs> frankly, I might have a blind spot in my dynasty analysis against the really small skill guys. But this isn't 1985 anymore. I mean, people play in space and speed kills and the Dolphins style of play and offensive design accentuates that more than any and frankly he's not a dexter mccluster dree archer gadget dude he has running back traits you know he can line up and hand them the football in a traditional manner and maybe even more so than a darren sproles you know i mean he can do flat out running back stuff so i feel like i said you know sold him short and is he gonna go for 18 203 two every week of course not but and I also don't think he plays the Denver defense every week either. They play Miami mm, next true. or play Buffalo next week, which should be a blast. But man, he's super impressive and he's in a perfect spot. Yeah, the perfect spot for sure. I'm glad you mentioned that uh, maybe that blind spot or that, um, I don't know, that. It's a prejudice for me. You have. Yeah, right. I, yeah. Yeah, the, against against those smaller players. I actually mentioned that on the DLF podcast this week as well because um there there's Achan, there's another rookie who has impressed the past couple of weeks, Tank Dell. Absolutely. I I undervalued, underranked him because of his size and even going back a couple of years, I had my doubts about Devontae Smith who mm-hmm. was obviously a very highly drafted player, but I was worried about um his his frame his build and and if he could survive in the nfl and uh, obviously on on different to different degrees all three of those guys are flourishing so that doesn't mean every small uh speed guy is going is going to play as well but i I do think it means we should not automatically discount these guys just because of their size especially like a chan if they're a, a you know a day two pick or certainly a first rounder uh like in smith's case uh, Matt, my winner this week, I just mentioned the name Tank Dell. He was so impressive, and so was his quarterback, fellow rookie C.J. Stroud. Stroud goes for 280 and two touchdowns. Um, that follows up last week's game. 
uh, when he threw for over 300 uh, yards. Uh, of course, the difference here is this week they won, and, and they they consistently led that game over the Jacksonville Jaguars throughout. It was really a dominating performance for Houston. They're missing some key pieces on that offense, most notably on the offensive line, missing some guys on the back end of that defense as well. And you could not tell this, this team is fun to watch and uh, it starts with Stroud and his rookie receiver tank Dell. Yeah, it's just coincidental, but that's the Steelers next opponent. So I started advanced scouting these guys over the weekend, like Friday, Saturday, after I did all my work for Steelers Raiders and some impressive stuff about this offense. Like it's even before this game, it was pretty apparent that Dell Nico Collins, who I think we both are really high on, and Robert Woods are the top three receivers. Their their roles are pretty set. They throw the ball a ton. They have zero running game, so that's great for Dell, as well as these other receivers and Stroud. You mentioned the O-line. You sold that issue a little short. I mean, the past two weeks, yeah. they played with one starter. I mean, Shaq Mason's the only guy off their, their starting five that is out there. I mean, and Tunsil should be back at some point soon. So there is, you know, it should be looking up in that way. And right. this past week was a little bit of an odd game that things are just not quite clicking for the Jags. I have a lot of drops, a lot mm. of special teams errors, you know, like they had a, a kick block, the fullback scored on a, uh, on a kickoff return and just things aren't going as planned for Jacksonville. And, Houston jumped all over them, and Dell was a huge reason why. Later this week, we are going to uh, have our rookie report. That's going to be Thursday's episode. We will talk more about Devon Achan, more about CJ Stroud, and more about Tank Dell in that episode. And I look forward to seeing where we're ranking these guys in big picture of uh, of dynasty leagues and uh, overall. Uh, compared to veterans around the league. And uh, we'll, we'll do that on Thursday. Uh, coming up, we're going to talk about some dynasty losers, players that did not impress in week three and could be losing some value. We'll do that next. So we have talked quite a bit about LinkedIn and man, I always think about back in my scouting days, if there was some sort of service like this to get your name out to teams at the college level, at the NFL level, I would have done anything possible for that opportunity just to get your name in front of people. And every day, you know, every potential hire can feel like a high stakes wager for your small business. And you want to be 100% certain that you have access to the best qualified candidates available. So that's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. You know, LinkedIn Jobs helps find the right people for your team faster and free. I mean, they have simple tools like screening questions, make it easy to focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and hire. Super easy process over and over. I mean, you get the right people for your team. It's why small businesses rank LinkedIn Jobs number one at delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. So LinkedIn Jobs help you find your qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. That's the whole key. More efficiently. Post your job for free at LinkedIn.com slash LockedOnNFL. That's LinkedIn.com slash LockedOnNFL to post your job for free. Terms and conditions do apply.
All right, Matt, we're back. It was not all rosy in week three. We had we had uh, the the impressive play of the Dolphins, the Texans, and several others, but we had some losers, some players that struggled. Um, maybe their future doesn't look so bright. Who's your first dynasty loser from week three's action? Well, we touched briefly or heavily on the Texan situation and sometimes teammates gains are another teammates loss. Mm -hmm. And boy, I really was excited about Damian Pierce this year. And maybe it gets better when they get some O-line help back or get some people out of the box with this passing game, but it's just not clicking for this guy at all. And when they started to you know, get a lead, his role even fell even more, which doesn't help his fantasy owners. I don't know if they're going to be beating teams consistently week after week, but it has been a miserable second season for Damian Pierce. Yeah, I think that's well said. I was, you know, I think through the first two weeks, the Texans were 0-2 and, and um you know, at least you, you kind of had an excuse for why Pierce wasn't putting mm -hmm. up big numbers. I know there was some disappointment that he wasn't seeing very much work on the passing downs. We, we kind of thought that might be the case after uh, the preseason, uh, but he, he's getting pulled on third down. But then you think if they can just get the lead, you know, they can run the ball. They can feed this guy who was so successful as, as a rookie. And as I said, they led the Texans led in that game. Uh, throughout the Jaguars never had a lead mm -hmm. Pierce gets 14 carries for just 31 yards. He does, uh, does score a touchdown. He also caught three passes, uh, a season high, I believe. So, you know, a couple of bright spots to kind of save his, his fantasy stat line. Um, but the, the 14 carries and certainly only 31 yards on those carries was was troubling if you've got Damian Pierce and uh, you were planning to use him this year. Yeah, and I, I hope it gets better because he's a good player and all the mentioned things we mentioned, the young quarterback's going to get better reputation and O-lineman will come back. But right now, you can't use him. No, we've got uh, we've got our new October ADP. We'll start that and have some new data for you over the uh, next week or two. But looking back at September ADP, Damian Pierce was RB20. Hmm. Devon Achan was RB34. That feels uh, very, very wrong right now. We might have to flip those two uh, at the very least, uh, if not move Achan up even higher. <clears throat> I'm, you know, I've, I've got an interesting loser here because this loser had the best game of his season. Hmm. Uh you know, pretty easily actually, but I'm still concerned about Alexander Madison. Uh, of course we, uh, we see the Vikings make the trade for cam acres last week. Acres was, uh, was not active on Sunday. So Madison essentially had the backfield to himself and, and played well in a, in a game that we knew, well, I'm sorry, let me, let me rephrase, put up some decent numbers in a game that we knew would, would be high scoring. He, uh, carries the ball 20 times for 93 yards, catches five passes for 32 more yards. Uh, so well over a hundred total and, and, and a solid day, but he lost another fumble. No. This has been, this has been the problem for Madison and really for this entire team. They cannot hang on to the ball and now they're Oh, and three. I'm worried about Alexander Madison. I'm not sure Cam Akers is honestly going to be that much better or maybe be any better, but 
this this running game for the Vikings is terrible right now. Terrible. And they going into this past week, I haven't looked since are the pass happiest team in the league. They just don't choose to run the ball. It had to be. Yeah, it had to be, right, because it's so bad. Um, Raiders are another team that's run the ball really poorly. I mean, some, there's a couple out there, but none worse than Minnesota. And the O-line's had some injuries, so maybe that gets a little better. But I frankly don't think they have very good ball carriers. I think Madison's a backup that's proving to be a backup, and – I don't know that Akers is going to cut into his workload or not, but this seems like a golden opportunity to get out from under Madison after a decent game if there's some believers out there. Taking a second rounder for him? Yeah. Yeah, I am as well. I am as well. Um, Matt, we've got a couple more uh, losers, maybe even one more winner. Maybe we'll end the show on a a good note. Uh, We'll do all of that next. Folks, we got a new sponsor, DoorDash, and (laughs) they are taking it up a notch to say the least. So let's say you want to make pancakes one morning, but you don't have the syrup and you don't want to run out for that. Or it's Sunday morning and you're going to make a cup of coffee and you don't have the creamer or any of those type of situations. You can get in touch with DoorDash now. They have grocery deliver. They can get you what you want right when you need it. So Everyone loves getting what you want right to your door and unbelievable convenience. We have we get so much delivery around here. It gets pretty, <laughs> you're pretty used to it. It's wonderful. But with DoorDash Grocery Delivery, you can stock up for the week or order last minute cravings conveniently. My wife was cooking yesterday, uh, Sunday, while I was watching glued to obviously NFL and she didn't want to run out for one little thing. So they had it delivered. It was great, you know. Uh, we've trusted you know, DoorDash to deliver your restaurant favorites. Now you can get grocery delivered that actually de- actually delivers too. So you'll get exactly what you ordered or they'll make it right. So sit back and enjoy quality groceries, just like you pick them yourself. You can save on all your grocery and restaurant favorites with a $0 delivery fee on all eligible orders with a Dash Pass membership. So get 50% off your first DoorDash order, up to 20 bucks. When you use code Locked On NFL at checked out, that's Locked On NFL. It's a limited time offer. Terms apply, so jump on that now. That's fifty percent up, fifty uh, percent off, up to twenty minutes, and zero delivery fees on your first order when you download the DoorDash app in the App Store and enter the code Locked On NFL. Don't forget that's code Locked On NFL for fifty percent off your first order with DoorDash. Thanks for making Locked On Dynasty your first listen every day. Every dayers, on tomorrow's show, Matt and I will be back. We'll be talking Dynasty waiver wire targets for week three. So check out tomorrow's episode. We'll be talking about some Dynasty transactions you should be making. All right, Matt, any other losers from week three? Some players maybe you're worried about as we move into uh, week four of the NFL season. Falcons passing game as a whole. Oh yeah. Uh, uh, rough. I think we could, we could talk Falcons passing game. We could talk Justin Fields. Actually, uh. we're going to talk Justin Fields. We're going to talk Justin Fields later in the week. Uh, he might've been the most obvious dynasty loser yet again. Uh, he's, he's got the crown. 
but you're right. Uh, Drake London, Kyle Pitts, Ritter. I mean, we just it, we just keep doing the same thing with these guys. London, uh, two catches for for 31 yards. Kyle Pitts led the led the Falcons five catches for 41 yards. I saw that uh, he's up to 100 total yards uh, on the season now through three weeks. Hmm. Uh, that's certainly not what we expected. And I mean, we, we know these players are talented enough that they're going to pop off with huge games. They're going to have uh, 80 yards and, and a touchdown, a hundred yards and a touchdown. I don't know when, I don't know when that's happening and it's tough to rely on them and, and guess when that game might be coming. These players are, are so, so frustrating. I, the offense is frustrating. The quarterback situation is frustrating, but you know, the, the Falcons keep winning or at least keep uh, playing tough, right? Like this coaching staff's not going anywhere no, no. anytime soon. We might have to get used to this. Yeah. I, I think that's the case. And it's heartbreaking in a way because first off, I don't know if the Falcons are going to beat good teams. You know, I mean, fortunately they have a ridiculously easy schedule. So there's a lot of Falcon football ahead of them. And what I mean is their script, run the ball, control the clock, short passes, that type of thing. But I also believe, mostly believe that they're going to be in the quarterback market after this year. I mean, Ritter bugs me. I mean, it takes him a while to get warmed up. He misses open receivers. You know, watching Lions, Falcons, Pitts is screaming downfield. He's got like a five-yard cushion o- over the Lions defender, and Ritter throws it over his head. And it just seems like that happens every week. And now London's getting sucked into that situation because, like you, I check out all these advanced metrics, and Pitts' average depth of target is super high. They use him exactly like a wide receiver, and frankly, he's open a lot but he's either cursed or like the most unlucky fantasy guy that I've ever seen because everything keeps lending itself. He should have big games and he never, ever does. Yeah. So, so frustrating. Yes. Uh, are you, are you, are you buying low on, on those two Drake London, Kyle Pitts? Uh, I yeah. Think, I think their value is dropping. We're, we're essentially a year plus into this now of, we know the talents there, but the production's not, uh, are are you willing to to go after these guys and sit them on your bench for a while? Yeah, but I just keep reinvesting in these same bad stocks over and over. Like, when should <laughs> yeah. when should someone say just stop doing it, Matt? You're like a Kyle Pitts addict, you know. I mean, just uh, so yes, because I do believe that if all these underlying metrics tell you it's going to happen, it probably will. And I also think there's a chance there's a better, different quarterback there next year. So. Yes, but they're never going to be a pass happy offense. Yeah, not not with Ritter, and probably not with Smith, uh, Arthur yeah, Smith right. either. Let's end on a positive note. I had one more winner I wanted to go back to and get your thoughts on. I was really impressed with Jerome Ford. Mm, yeah, uh, of course, you know Ford was kind of the story of last week following the injury to Nick Chubb and uh, came into that game against your Steelers. Played really, really well. Uh, and in in redraft circles became the waiver wire pickup maybe of the year uh, in dynasty leagues. He was he was mostly already rostered at least in my leagues. But then then there was the the idea of wait this guy has to turn around and play the best run defense in the league the Tennessee Titans 
So get him if you can, but maybe don't start him in week three. And uh, again, the stat line kind of meager, 10 carries, 18 yards, but he did find the end zone. Also caught a couple passes for 33 yards and a great uh, catch for a touchdown. So he scores twice, ends up with a really nice fantasy box score. And I'm just thinking if he, if he got that done against the Titans, I can't wait to see him against uh, some lesser defenses around the league. Great point. And they seem to really like him. You know, I mean, the offseason showed that even while he was fighting injuries and stuff, that until Chubb went yeah. down, they didn't make running back moves. You know, they, they look at him as a, the clear two behind Chubb. And their defense has been by far the best in the league, which should keep them able to run the football against any opponent. I thought this was Watson's best game as a Brown. So maybe you start mm-hmm. to back some people off the line of scrimmage. They have an awesome set of guards and really good O-line in general. And I think Ford on his own is a good football player, a talented all-around back. So, yeah, I, I'm in. I mean, I, I think he's going to have a really good year. There's a little bit of good news uh, in the days following the injury to Nick Chubb that maybe it wasn't as bad mm-hmm. as initially thought. Uh, maybe he just suffered, uh, I believe it was an MCL tear, and the timeline, reported timeline, goes from 15-month recovery to a six- to eight-month recovery. So still, obviously, very serious, still uh, done for the year, but maybe not as bad as we first thought. So in dynasty, in a dynasty league, Matt, would you rather have Nick Chubb or Jerome Ford? Hmm. Chubb. I mean, I think this latest news implies he should come back to being himself this time next year or by week one next year. He's so special. I'm going to stay stick with Chubb, but that's a good question. Yeah, I'm going the other right. way. I'll take Jerome Ford. Uh, the production that I expect him to give this year, obviously uh, quite a bit younger. And I mean, Nick Chubb could be 29 before we see him on the mm-hmm. field again, depending on the, the timeline, the extent of that, of that injury. Um, and, you know, it, it sounds like until he actually undergoes the surgery, they won't know for sure. So still obviously uh, cautious about that injury. That is going to do it for today's show. Uh, please make sure you download and subscribe or follow for free on YouTube or wherever you get your podcast. Remember to follow the show at locked on dynasty, follow Matt, at Williamson NFL, and I'm Ryan, MC23. We'll be back next time with more Locked on Dynasty.